welcome to Ujima and Friends podcast. This episode is going to be about our self-improvement summer series. And one of the first topics that we're going to talk about is creativity. This subject will be looked at through the lens of a professional artist. So I'm Demita with Ujima, and my co-host is Eliza, and she's the owner of I Can Do That, a lifestyle organization company. How are you doing, Eliza? I'm doing well. I'm so excited about tonight and the topic. Me too. How, how was your day? It was good. I'm also excited because it's coming at it at a different way. We're going a little bit step further to explore of some of the principles of being creative. And I think that will help people understand self-improvement is not just, you know, getting enough rest many diverse avenues of how to go about get self-improvement and just what may hinder self-improvement through creativity and what also can restore us and our creativity. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited about tonight's guest. I'm excited yes. about it. We're going to welcome Sanaa Brown Bowers to the show. But before we get her talking, I want to just give a little bit of background about her. Sanaa is a native of Queens, New York. Over the last 20 years, she has been residing in Fort Worth, Texas. She attended the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York and now attends the University of North Texas to pursue her BFA in drawing, painting, and sculpture. Her paintings are a combination of mixed media, merging with acrylic and oil paints, and more. She uniquely uses herself and her family as the focus of her art pieces. She believes that painting of self is very healing. Welcome, mm-hmm. Sanaa, to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Well, I've been an admirer of your art ever since it was introduced to me, um, and so I just follow you, and I just love how, you, how creative you are. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. I'm going to give reference to our discussion by giving just a a little definition of creativity, and then we're going to let you take it from there. Creativity is the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of artistic work. So what does creativity mean for you and and how you do your artwork? Um, Creativity is just it's amazing because, uh, you know, I grew up in a very creative household. My family, my mom um, was an artist and I grew up constantly when we were younger, everything was made. The Christmas tree, the ornaments, everything. We made everything. Wow. The treetops, pillows and clothes. She made all our clothes and curtains and everything. My mom was like super creative and she was an entrepreneur, you know, and these angel tree toppers and sell them. And all five of her kids would have to help her make the angels and the dolls. (laughs) And we'd do the festivals in New York City and the little street vendor things. And we'd be selling her dolls Mm -hmm. and her angels. Mm -hmm. I grew up like constantly creating. And my mom was also a painter. So she used to paint and add Mm. a lot of fabric and buttons and beads and stuff like that to her paintings. So I grew up in an environment that was super creative. I didn't necessarily know I was going to be an artist or that was something that I wanted to do until I actually moved to Texas. But um, again, in New York City, my whole family was creative. They, they were musicians, you know, 
Um, okay. African dance since I was like 13 years oh. old. So it was just something that I was saturated in and it was constantly in my environment. It was just a part of us, you know, growing up, me and my brothers and sisters and my mom, you know, was like the focal point of like bringing the creativity. And I mean, um, she is the reason that I do what I do today because wow. of her influence, you know, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so creativity is definitely something everything ha- everyone has. I think that um, I'm a, a huge advocate for people influencing and encouraging their kids to be more creative because I think that, you know, parents often try to steer their kids into a direction of safe, of being safe when it comes to choosing a career path or something that's like, oh, this is going to make you money, you know, be a nurse. Right. This and that. Right. that might not necessarily be something that they're passionate to do. So I'm an advocate for like, if your kid has a creative niche, there's something that they love, you know, encourage them to do that. So I know that this might sound crazy, but I've always said, you know, I don't operate like there's a backup plan. Like to me, you know, for you to have a plan B is a plan failure because if you don't go after a plan inside of you, you're going to procrastinate. You're not going to pursue it with everything if you have something else to fall back on. So I'm all for like telling your kids, you know, if there's something that you love, you know, let them go for it now while they're young. Let them try and see if it Mm -hmm. works, you know, try to make it work, but don't try to steer them into a direction to do something else because- to me, the passion is what drives them and they'll be successful if they pursue it with everything in them. And I'm a living witness of that. Like I'm a, right. I am I am the evidence of somebody that from younger was steered up and I tried like different career paths and going to school for but different But you always things. came back. Yeah, and I always came back because I was like, this is what I really love to do. And I mean, how mm-hmm. I knew that this was something that I love to do is, I mean, I would get off of work. I was working repo on people's cars I would come home at nighttime. I would be painting till the morning hours. And mm-hmm. I had so many paintings in my house. You know, nobody knew I could paint. And then there was a friend who came <laughs> my house. And she was like, what in the world? Because I had paintings everywhere. She was like, you're like an in-the-closet artist. Like, nobody knows you. Mm-hmm. It was just something that I did because I loved to do it. and But I hid it. Like, I didn't show right. what I was doing. And so, you know, I really didn't feel like I could make a living off of it in the beginning. And, you know, God kind of turned my my heart regarding that. But Shania, that's your creative spirit, you know. And Mm -hmm. you said something to bring it back home. Our traditional box mentality truly is not working for us. Yeah. You know, and you said how our children are, you know, be a nurse, be a fireman. And with that, it's dulling their senses. And it doesn't mm. work for us. It's not working. Yeah. You know? So that was, that's very key in what yeah. you said. And that's so, me and my husband, we run some summer camps. And every time we do the summer camps, we get all of these, because we do inner city summer camps. And we get all these ethnic and African-American kids. And they're all so creative with drawing and painting and graffiti mm-hmm. and music. And it's like, you know, I kind of feel bad because again, their parents are not really like encouraging them to be artists, you know? And I'm just right. like, you know, coming from New York City, I grew up around people that were artists. Like these people, are, this is their living. This is their career. This is how they make their money. They might right. not be well known. Like you might not know them, but these are people that they're, they have successful lives and careers doing art. They might be a backup singer, backup dancer, drummer. They're doing it and they love what they do. So why, why is that something that's shunned upon? If, if you look at the world, like everything that we look at creatively, we all in, indulge in creative things every single day. Music, you're listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. you're watching movies, you're watching videos, you're watching commercials, graphic designers. We, we see art all around us. So the, those areas,
areas need to be populated with people that know how to do those things and are passionate. So if your child mm -hmm. likes graphic design or illustration, like why do you think that they can't make a living off of that? Like who told you that? Right. You know, who? Right. Who told you that? You know, I mean, people are, you see logos, you know, advertising, it's all art. It's artists, you know, so that bothers me. Now, I'm, that's why I'm so passionate about it. And we need little African-American kids doing this. What can hinder your creativity? Like, for me, it's time, you know, setting aside time. So how does that work for you as far as your creativity? For me, I'm a very different type of person when it comes to that. I have a lot of discipline when it comes to creating. And that's why I'm able to create and consume, um, to produce a lot of artwork. I don't have a regular job. Let me just state that. And I, I run my own business. I do commissions and I'm also a student right now. But when I was working, it's just about balance. Like I'm really, I think mm. I'm, I think um, I haven't mastered it, but I think I'm pretty, I have a pretty healthy outlook on balance of spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, so that I make sure, I try to make sure that each area of my life has like 20%, you know, there's not, so okay. much, it's not too high. Like I'm not working so much to where I'm not taking care of myself physically. I'm not exercising. So that balance helps to keep me healthy and happy and joyful because I keep a balance in all areas of my life so when it comes to the creative part I can't say that I really struggle with that because when I when I get an idea for a piece of artwork I'm like a mad scientist and mm -hmm. I like will go in this room and lock myself in here and do it until it's completed um and I work very very fast so like I get an idea yeah and then you'll see it, you'll be like, how the heck did she do that in like two weeks? Because that's just the mm -hmm. way my brain works. When I when I get the idea, I have to produce it and finish it and bring it to completion. I don't really have wow. a lot of work that I don't complete because when mm -hmm. I have something, it's like the idea is there, do it, get it done. And I have to work fast to get it done. So that's just how I work. But again, um, it could be unhealthy because during that time, sometimes there's been times that I don't eat, you know, I don't sleep. Oh, okay. I, I work until eight o'clock in the morning and not really getting a lot of sleep. So then I'm sleeping, you know, in the daytime and stuff. So for me personally, I don't really struggle with um, trying to create or anything like that because I'm pretty mm -hmm. like on a schedule. But one thing that right. I did start doing for, I guess for people that want to create artwork or want to figure out like how to, how to create more work is what I started doing is entering myself into like open call exhibitions. I participate in a lot of shows. So when I participate okay. in the show, I make it a rule to myself that I have to create a new piece of artwork. So if there's a okay. show that's coming up in a month and I want to participate in that show, I create a piece of artwork that needs to be entered by a certain deadline. So it's like, okay, right. July 24th, you have to have this piece done because you have to you have to send a picture of it to get it approved for the show. So that mm. makes me create more stuff. So I'm constantly, okay. having, I, I make these deadlines for myself so that I'm okay. making more work and I'm always producing more work. So this summer was like, okay, I'm going to make three pieces of artwork before I go back to school. I already finished one. I got two and then I got another one. So by okay. the time I go back to school, I'm going to have two more art pieces done. When I'm in school, this is what I'm doing. I need to get this done by January. Like I have a calendar. So I'm, for me personally, like I don't really struggle with that. I got to get it done because I have an exhibition and they need 17 pieces of art. Yeah, you have a deadline to me. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm hearing some things. You're focused. Mm -hmm. You also are, you're expounding on your ideas by being balanced. You said 20, 20, 20, you know. And at the same time, even down to you mentioned your diet, eating, you know, and so forth. So when you go into that zone, you are already balanced to be able to carry mm -hmm. yourself through that zone. 
That's yeah. why I heard from you. I'm following yeah. you. I know. Yeah. That. <laughs> and, and so with that, it's not just, oh, I just, I'm just like that. It, I know you grew up like that, but mm -hmm. it's like you have purposed that in your life by even giving yourself deadlines in respects to prioritizing. Yeah, I'm dissecting it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But you said a lot that is just not mm -hmm. just, just so happened. Yeah. It's about yeah. you have purposed it yeah. in your life in a way to bring out that creativity. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm it's following true. you, girl. I'm it's following you. I'm excited. And I mean, like, I have, a, I have a huge testimony. So, like, in 2008, I, okay. I ended up getting fired from the last job that I actually worked at. And I ended up mm -hmm. getting fired because I had, like, my daughter had bad asthma. She was sick. She was uh, really, really sick. And I ended up oh. getting fired. And when I left that job, like, I prayed and I went on a fast. And, you know, the yeah. Lord told me that he did not want me to go back to work for anybody. He said, mm -hmm. I really want you to set yes. out on faith and do this thing, do this art thing. Yep. And I was fearful. Let me tell you why I was fearful. I was fearful because of the, what, the, what, what society puts out there that, you yes. know, like you're not gonna have a, are you crazy you don't have what's your what's your plan you don't have no savings you know your right, daughter's, right. Your daughter's, you don't have you need health insurance you know you need a retirement yes, that's the first thing people stuff. always say yeah, yeah. And, and they put this fear out there that makes you feel it's paralyzing it makes you feel like you can't succeed so when i got fired mm -hmm. i had to shut out all of those voices i literally had to you do people that they were they were speaking that way i cut people off i was like listen i'm not talking to you the only people yeah. I'm talking to is the people that see the vision and they believe in me. That's that's it. That's the voice that I'm listening to. And that's exactly. a must. You have to cut those cords. Mm -hmm. You have to cut the cords that people throwing out to you that is not encouraging. It is encouraging fear. If you, yes. that's why I heard you say, yeah, you were you were just cutting the cord of fear, their yes. fear for yes. you that mm -hmm. is all their stuff that yes. you don't have to you don't have to carry. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's what I did. I just I just made the decision that I was gonna do this, and I literally stepped out on faith, and I took whatever money I had, and I put it in my business, and I just started going after this art thing. The one thing that I got from when I was in prayer is like God showed me that I was in this hallway. And when I was in the hallway, the door behind me was shut. And he said, that that's not an option. B. There's no plan B. You're this age, you're a single parent. You don't have an education. You know, you dropped out of college. If society looks at you, they say, this person, you only have the capacity to make $15 an hour based on your education, right? That's what they said, right? But God was telling me, I don't care what they say. I'm telling you that you're worth more than that. So I want you to do what I'm telling you to do. So I just followed what God was telling me to do. It was a lot of, I mean, I, again, being a single parent was a lot of like grinding, like just being like, listen, I'm a hustle. I'm going to do what it takes. And I just listened to what God was telling me to do. And it was a lot of isolation. That was one thing that I want to reiterate is my life was a lot of isolated time of me with God. Like, because a lot of people are afraid to be alone. God wants you to be by yourself because he's trying to reveal to you who you are. The thing is, yes. people are afraid to be by themselves. This whole yeah. thing too. If you think about it, people are really afraid to be by themselves, <laughs> like keep themselves busy, you know? Right. <laughs> and what's really important is you're talking about what restores creativity is shutting down the noise, yeah, literally. Yeah. 
And really, God is not a plan B. God is plan A and only yes. A because you don't, if you have God, you don't need plan B. What are some ways that you can keep your creativity as a priority? Like for somebody, you've said a lot, don't get me wrong, but I'm trying to bring it back to if your audience was listening to you, you've given some deadlines, but it is your life. It yes. literally, creativity is your life. So how can you keep it a priority in yourself, in yourself, because we're all creative beings? Yes. I think for someone, I actually just spoke to a friend earlier. So we were kind of talking about this, um, about, you know, just working in general and being like, you know, sometimes we kind of make work our idol not as a balance. And so I think that if, if people, like if there's somebody that loves art, they're like, I just can't find the time to create. Like, I'm so busy. I got the kids. I get off of work. I'm tired. You know, you have to find the balance. You know, if it takes you and, and it's not you finding it, like pray to God and God will give you the strength. He will give you the energy. He will give you the stamina to get up an hour early to spend time with him. And then he will reveal to you what you want, what you're supposed to be doing. And he'll give you the passion, the drive and the time. A lot of time we don't, we say we don't have time, but we have time. We have right. time. We right. time, you know? Right. So think about, you know, idle time that you spend watching TV or watching your favorite TV right. show. Yeah. On the weekend, mm -hmm. you know, we have time. You know, people are like, I don't have time. Yeah, you do. If you show me what you did Monday through Friday, I can show you where you had an extra half an hour a day. You know, you mm -hmm. could have spent time with the Lord because that's where it started for me. My foundation was just praying, a lot of time praying, a lot of time right. really digging into God and asking him to reveal his purpose to me. Passion mm -hmm. was behind that. Like he just gave mm -hmm. me a drive and a passion to do it. But I understand there's a lot of people out there that are creative, but they feel like they don't have the time or maybe they don't have the energy or the drive or the stamina. I mean, the only thing I could direct you to is God because you can't pull it out of yourself. Sometimes we, we don't, we don't have it, but God can give you the drive and the passion and the excitement mm -hmm. to be, to want to create. Did you find yourself even in New York when you were outside with people? That's part of God's creation that speaks to you because there's many forms of truly being able to, because he's not just one dimensional, our God, yes. right? Yes. What happens is this system makes it in a box and you forget while you're on your phone scrolling through social media that, you know, that is time being taken away. But also if you are creating like, I don't know, on TikTok, I don't really follow TikTok, but it can be a creative outlet. YouTube can be a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. Even down to when you're posting on, you know, Instagram, you have to realize it takes a moment for you to create that post. I definitely agree with that because everybody has the idea of maybe how God will operate. But for me, he, he operated very untraditionally. What is traditionally? What yeah. is that? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. That's still a part of that box, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. And I'm not trying to step on toes. I just, since we're talking about creativity, we usually don't talk about this side of who our great creator, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and so forth. So I'm really excited that you're bringing God into this yeah. in the way that you're bringing God into yeah. it. You know, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just I feel the same way. It's just the, the boxes is, is confining and 
I mean, I t I've been telling God since the beginning, like, you know, just use me however you want to use me. And I don't want to, it can be something, again, the way that he used me, the things that he told me to do, people would not have told me that they would have said, don't do that. You know, do not do that. Right. He provided for me, you know, all of these years up until now, you know, I'm, I'm still self-employed. I never had to go back to work for anybody unless I want to do contracts with bureaus and different things. He's provided for me all of this time. So it's like, I can only, when people ask me, I can only tell them based on like my testimony and like what I've been through is that like, I've been a creative person for all of these years. Your testimony is touching other people. Cause that's all that you can talk from is your testimony. So I'm not, I don't know what to expect besides what you bring to the table for the questions we have. And so it's adequate, you know, and so forth, because it will touch the fact that um, of making people think uh, you're so alive. You have really, your spirit has jumped on my spirit. Because I work a nine to five. I uh -huh. came in here going, okay, I got to perk myself up. No, <laughs> I mean, you jumped right in. Thank you. You know? Because so I just, I'm so passionate about that. Like I think people that are like working and, you know, I was telling my husband, like people are working and it's like, they're working themselves to the bone. And it's like, they're, you know, by the time they retire, it's like, they're worn out. All of the energy was given to this job. And it's like, I'm you got yeah. time for yourself. And I'm like, like, I don't think that's what God intended for us. You know, I don't oh, no, think he intended us to not... work ourselves like that. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I agree. I'm not saying that these people, there's a lot of people like that are happy with their jobs and they feel like that's their calling. But I know a lot of people that they feel more people that feel like they're doing it and it's just a routine and they're not happy there. So I'm like, exactly. but they're scared to take a risk to leave, you know, to step out on faith because they're like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And there's a lot of people I talk to, they're like, I don't know what my purpose is. How do I know what my purpose is? How do I know? And they feel like they're praying and they're not getting answers, you know? So mm -hmm. I just tell them based on me, like it was a lot of laying in the floor. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Yes. Like just being real, like a lot of laying in the floor, a lot of like things God told me to do. Even like this is 2008 I'm talking about. Like right. God told me when I moved to my apartment, he did not want me to have a TV. He said no TV. He yes. Said, TV, mm -hmm. it's not only a distraction, but sometimes it's like a comfort thing. It's like yes. you're doing that because you want to, you want to, you don't want to feel alone, but take the TV away and sleep like at nighttime in silence with no TV on, nothing on, because I'm trying to speak to you. And so when, yes. I, when I did that without a season, I just didn't have a TV. I didn't, I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't consuming television and I could hear so much clearer. And, you know, to me, yeah. the voice of God, he comes in different ways, but to me, he speaks a lot to me in my dreams. Even a lot mm -hmm. of my paintings, he gives me my paintings in my dreams. I will wake up right and I see the painting in my dream down to the name of the painting. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, for me, my creativity is connected to God. If I if I am not connected to God, I cannot even create. Like even if I'm stressed out and not having a good day, I can't paint. So I have right. to constantly keep myself, my mindset in a certain um, in a certain wavelength frequency because if it's not, I can't create. So I have to saturate my environment with praise, with worship, with peace because good, I, it yeah. won't come out. So for me. I, it's, it, it just won't come out. So I have to, I have to take control of my environment for me personally, because I create spiritual works. So right, my right. work is based on like the word of God, 
you know, my, my life, things that I've been through. And some of it is very emotional. Some of it is very deep. It's trauma. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm digging into those things and pouring it out on campus. And some of it is not pretty. So I have to be connected to God to say, well, why do you want me to review? Why do you want me to paint this piece? Like, what, mm-hmm. what words do you want me to put on there? What do you, because I feel like everybody that encounters my work is going to have an experience. That artwork, I'm not there, but that artwork is a connection with me. It's right. With God. So I right. want it to be authentic and genuine because some people are never going to go to church. They're never going to, might not speak to somebody. They, they're, they're depressed, not encouraged. So to me, my artwork is a, is a portal for them to be able to experience joy and happiness and maybe healing from trauma or something that they've been through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's right. what I'm called to do. That's what I'm called to do. That's I'm great. Authentic about stuff that I've been through. Because there's people that's hurting and they're not saying anything. Right. You know, right. God also told me one day I was walking at Walmart. I got to share this, ladies, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. <Come> on, <laughs> I was walking at Walmart one day and God told me, he said, you know, you should be so connected with me that you can hear the silence in people. Like when you see people walking by you, you see people walking by you, they could have, that person could have thought about killing themselves, they're suicidal. They're exactly. Depressed. You should be so connected with God that you, you hear the silence in that person. That person shouldn't have to say nothing. For you to know that person is really going through something. Like, why are we not connected with God like that? We should be that connected with God that when you walk by, okay, that person needs me to buy that meal right now. Like, I need to turn around, go around, give them some money to like take them to whatever. Like, why do we not? Because we, we are so selfish. I'm going to bring you back a little bit when you said um, um, you stopped watching television because it brings. You know, it dulls the senses, really. It's somebody else's creation. It's somebody else creating. And it's it's really dulling. And so with that, when you are in Walmart or whenever, you know, wherever you're at, if you're not, if you're dull, then your senses are dull. So you don't taste like, you know how our tastes change and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're very physical beings to point us to the spiritualness in ourselves to be able to pour that out because technically you're saying so many good things. I'm feasting <laughs> right now. I'm feasting, girl. So you are touching my soul. Mm-hmm. And you're making this very soulful in respects to of creativity. And I'm going to say um, everybody is created in the image of God. And with that, all we have to do is truly be able, I go back to what you said, is be a balanced lifestyle to be able, and right. you can work a nine to five, you can, mm-hmm. but we have to be, the one thing you said that I'm going to say a little bit different, you have to be purposeful. Yeah. You have to be purposeful. And because we all are, we all are making that choice, right? Mm-hmm. And creativity brings a solace to our souls to be able to wash away that, the things of the world. It's almost like a shower to our soul to be mm-hmm. able to nurture and be able to nurture ourselves not to be selfish, but to nurture ourselves, to be loving to ourselves and to others, you know? And selfishness mm-hmm. keep us away from that, you know? Right. Yes. It really, right. oh, it's so many good things um, that you have said. And I know that we, we are so thankful. Thank you for having the patience, girl. <laughs> I know. To, I'm to just go through it with us. <laughs> And for joining yeah. us, and I'm just so thankful that our listeners can hear what you have to say 
we are very blessed by you. Oh, thank um, you. I did not know what to fully expect because I had nothing. <laughs> you know, it is right on time because he's mm -hmm. always, he is the time, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so um, with, for our community, we're going to bring this in a way for a healing, for a healing bomb. So now, and I'm really excited about the fact that I know we'll touch again as, you know, we really will. We'll see you online. And I really want a lot of people to be able to hear this, to follow you so they can grow in their creativity because that's right. what you're all about. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Again, I really appreciate you being here and sharing your story. It's very impactful. And I think people that are listening will, will feel that as well. And the passion that you have. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. As we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to tell us before we wrap up? I just want to share one thing about the butterfly. So I'm in the process of writing a book. It's called Experiencing God Through a Butterfly. And so I'm creating mm. um, butterflies that basically uh, I talk about the color in the Bible, what different colors mean and how they relate to us in life. I'm really passionate about the butterfly, the process of a butterfly. So I kind of see us all as a process of a butterfly, the caterpillar stage. And then in the, yes. the important thing that, you know, I don't know if you guys realize this, but like butterflies in lifespan is probably anywhere from two weeks to like two years. And like short lifespans, but in their lifespan, they do a lot. They migrate, they populate, mm -hmm. you know, and they do a lot within that lifespan. And I kind of see us like butterflies. But the, the stage that they go through in that cocoon is that isolation stage that I think God is showing us through nature mm. that we all have to go through that yeah. stage of isolation that a lot of us try to avoid. But inside that cocoon is where the, the butterfly develops and becomes who its purpose to be. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing with us. It's like, don't try to get out of the isolation. The isolation is where God is birthing something in you that wow. is through you. You know, so wow. don't, you can't bring your homeboy, you can't bring your wife or your husband in the cocoon with you. You're going in a cocoon by yourself. By yourself. It, yep. It's alone. It's isolation. Guess what? It's dark. And if mm -hmm. the funny thing is, it's protected though. It's like God is protecting that cocoon. Mm -hmm. from oh, yeah. Overtaken. But then when that butterfly comes out, it's beautiful, it's populating, mm. it's on a mission. It's on a mission. Mm. And that's how yeah. we are. So I just want to encourage everybody that's watching and even you two lovely ladies that you guys, you have to figure out what stage of life you're in, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can be in a cocoon. There's some people that stay a caterpillar their whole life. <laughs> you know, I mean, but they are. It's like, yeah. have you done anything? Oh, somebody. Like, no, I'm, just, I'm just existing, yeah. you know? And so, you know, God, God created everything to evolve. And, right. and the funny thing is that if it doesn't evolve, it's stagnant and it dies. So right. we have to evolve too. So don't be afraid to evolve. Don't be afraid to change. Change. Right. People are they're scared to change. They don't want to yeah. learn computers. They don't want to learn a new cell phone. Like, no, you have to evolve with the times, you know? So, exactly. So don't be afraid to evolve. Don't be afraid to change. Mm. And not be afraid to go in that cocoon because mm. God is going to birth something beautiful in each and every one of wow. us. But we, gotta, we have to be willing to like go through that, that ugly, dark place, you know? Mm -hmm. Now that's going to stick with me. That right there is going to stick with me. Yeah. <laughs> that was yes. beautiful. Yes. Beautifully said. And yes. I'm going to be Move. looking. You have to let right us know here. when the book Move. is ready. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Go, go, on and, go on and get your wings. I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to work on mine. <laughs> yeah. 
before we get out of here, I want to remind everybody mm. to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you go and listen to a podcast. And we're asking you to subscribe as well and leave a review. We like to, you know, start getting some reviews so that we can improve and, and, you know, do better with our shows. You can also subscribe to our pod page at uh, podpage.com backslash Ujima Magazine. All of our shows are uploaded there so you can find them a little bit easier as well. Thank you for being a part of this. It's just been wonderful. You're welcome. Um, All right. Well, we'll see you next time.